Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome along to another edition of Going Greyhounds. It's been a terrific week in greyhound racing uh, across the nation, but locally, what a night it was at the Bathurst Cup last Friday, and it was won by Billy Creek. First time he was back into the winners list since he won the flight to the Phoenix final for the GBOTA, and then of course he he went down to the Phoenix at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar race where. He ran the race of his life when he was fourth behind. Wow, she's fast. He's got a big uh, couple of months coming up, no doubt about about that. And we'll chat to his trainer, Ian Gilders, this morning. Uh, we also see plenty of New South Wales greyhounds uh, stepping out of Group 1 level this week. We'll see uh, Zipping Kyrgios jump from Box 5 in the Tem Lee. Jungle Juice, who of course won the Group 1 Gold Bullion at Albion Park last week to go with his Group 1 Pause of Thunder victory a few weeks ago. He'll start favourite in the Rookie Rebel from Box 1 and in the Zoom top we see Line of Quality and Stanley Road doing battle from Boxes 4 and 6 respectively. Back home here in uh, New South Wales there is certainly plenty to look forward to. We've got Heats of the Bulleye Cup to be run this Sunday. We're going to get an appetizer for that series this afternoon with Wow taking on a stellar field, which includes Mickey Doo and Zipping Lopez. That'll be this afternoon. That's a terrific race. And, of course, around the corner is next month's big country championship at Dubbo. Heats kicking off at the provincial tracks in around two weeks' time with some of the state's middle best, uh, best middle distance chasers starting to make their presence felt. So it's a... It's the start of what's going to be a very big couple of months here in New South Wales. Our first guest this morning will be Ian Gilders, who of course trains the Bathurst Cup winner, Billy Creek. Racing, ties the bind, come out okay. Billy Creek shows pace, flying out, analysing in the centre, goes to the early lead. Analysing shows the way over, slingshot hooks in a nice spot. Billy Creek rails through. The wider was Chase Me Honey, further back behind him. Crocodile Villa wears Rocky and at the tail ties the bind. Down the back, analysing shows the way. Billy Creek edging closer with a big run. Chase Me Honey goes with it, then slingshot hooks on the corner. Analysing in front, Billy Creek moved up at the outside and Billy wins the cup. Second of Go to analysing, chase me, honey. Then would have been Chris Rocky behind them runners, Crocodile Villa, further back, slingshot hooks, followed by Yuko Girl ties the bind. There we had the winner of the Bathurst Cup, Billy Creek, last Friday night. We're joined by his trainer Ian Gilders. Good morning to you, Ian. Hey, yes, how are you going? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, a big congratulations. What a thrill that must have been for you last oh, Friday what a night very at Bathurst. Big Thanks. <laughs> You've had a bit of a whirlwind couple of months with him, haven't you? Oh. Been a bit unbelievable. You got to sit down and think. Well, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did in your wildest dreams? Did you ever think he would take you on the ride that he's taking you on at the moment? No, no, no. Well, early on we thought, oh well, we might make a couple of finals or the group three or something, but nothing like this. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a phenomenal uh, couple of months. Uh, I, I saw an interview with you post race there on Friday night. You were quite emotional. Just tell oh, yeah. us what this <laughs> what this greyhound does mean to you and and your family. Oh, he's just uh, he's just a well, he's a different sort of dog. He's lazy and everything else that a greyhound shouldn't be, but he knows how to run. <laughs> oh, that's 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 the that's the main thing, isn't it? If they yeah. it doesn't matter what they do, but yeah. once they get their race day, if they put it all together, that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. 
Yeah, she a bit different. <laughs> and when oh, I told the bloke that like, I try to get him to run behind the motorbike, he just looks yeah. at me and turns his back. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel he's paid. I would do the exact same thing. But at least at least he when he gets into a race, he's a, he's a chasing machine, isn't he? He's very very strong. Oh yes, he, he just like one bloke says, he's just a competitor. He just wants to go. But uh, anywhere else, once the lure starts up, he's gone. Yeah, and that's I guess that's what you can ask for is that competitive nature. To uh, any greyhound, if they've got that, they're generally going to be a, a decent dog. Yeah. Um, going forward, next couple of months, what what are your goals with him? Of course, there's plenty of big races coming up here in New South Wales in in the next two to three months with the Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase and and those sort of races. Are they right on your agenda? Oh, we'll have a go at on that. But yeah, well, probably going to going to go back down to Wentworth Park on Saturday night. I've ended him for there, and uh, hopefully he'll get a run. And uh, we might have a look at the country championships at Dubbo in uh, next month. Yep. And do you think he is a dog that can get six hundred in time? Obviously, you're looking at. That race at Dubbo, do you think uh, 600 would, would suit him or do you think he's more a 500 greyhound? Well, uh, a man by the name of Robbie Britton said he's a certainty to get 600, so I think I might listen to him. Yep, he's he's definitely one that you can look forward to, isn't he? <laughs> and tell us about the experience of the, of the Phoenix. Obviously, you won the, the flight to the Phoenix with the GBOTA here in New South Wales, your first... Metropolitan win, and then and then all of a sudden you're in you're in Melbourne, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar race against the the best of the best. What was that experience of like? And did you learn a great deal from? I believe you were with uh, he. You did stay with Robbie Britton. So did you learn a lot from from that experience? Yes, uh, Robbie is very helpful to people. Like uh, you have any information they ask for, and uh, yes, he yeah. he's very good. And yeah, the experience, and well, I had to sit down for the next week and sort of think about it because it seemed to happen so fast. Yeah, I could I could just imagine there would have been so much going on. So I could imagine it's an experience that you'll never forget either. No, no. Well, when, he, when he got into it, I thought, well, I'll be over the moon. It'd be just as good as winning if he could run fourth or fifth. And mm. uh, he was sort of half a length or third, so I thought, no, that is very good. Yeah, it was an it was an incredible run. He he got a he got a little bit of luck, but at, at, at that level, that's that's all you do need. And yeah, he certainly uh, did you very proud. I'm sure, and I'm sure he'll do you, you do you proud over the next few months with these big races on the horizon. We know he loves Wentworth Park, so that's always a positive as well. Yes, and the biggest thing he doesn't give in, and he doesn't mind if it's a bit rough and tough. He just keeps going. Yeah, and in these big races. That's what you need because they're not always won by the the fastest dog. Just because there is there is so much quality at that top end, you need everything to go right. So I'm sure if he gets luck, draws well, uh, he'll be a big player in those races. Yeah, as long as you can draw from four in, be nice anywhere along there. Be be good. Yeah, it would be perfect, wouldn't? It? All right, Ian, thank you for your chat this morning. Good luck with the next couple of months with Billy Creek. I'm sure he'll do you proud wherever right. he does go. Uh, thanks, mate. There we have Ian Gildas, who prepared Billy Creek to win last Friday night's Bathurst Cup, and he will be certainly a player over the next couple of months in races like the Golden Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase. And, of course, before that, as we heard, 
the Dubbo Country Championship uh, in around a month's time. We'll have for a short break. On the other side, we'll chat to Clay Mawson, owner of Jungle Juice. Very funny, guys. Oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in. While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. West is best. Don't miss the next superstar to emerge from Western Australia at the Perth Yearling Sale held at Magic Millions Swan Valley Complex, February 22 and 23. Recent graduates of the sale include star gallopers Gemma's Son, Portland Sky, Samus Dad and the mighty Blackheart Bard. The 2022 catalogue features 338 outstanding lots by 84 individual sires from local champions to Australia's best. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Racing. Jungle Juice away about third. Lewis Rumble got away quickly. Orchestrate down the outside. Jungle Juice posing up, going into third. Followed out wider by Zipping Kyrgios. Jagamoves got back together with Spotted Elk and do it. Running into the back and the leader, Lewis Rumble. By a length, leaves the inside and Jungle Juice is there to pounce. Two lengths away, Karinga Lucy. A break then to Orchestrate. Zipping Kyrgios and the rest headed by Jagamoves. But Jungle Juice, this is simply sensational. Jungle Juice raced away. It's Group 1 glory to Jungle Juice by a length and a half. Second home was Karinga Lucy. Third, Lewis Rumble. Followed by... What a call, Bunny Brash. Jungle Juice winning last Thursday night's Group 1 gold bullion at Albion Park. We're joined by his owner now, Clay Mawson. Good morning to you, Clay. Good morning, Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Party party subsided yet from that Group 1? Victory last yeah, week. Yeah, we certainly uh, certainly celebrated after the race, and uh, still on a bit of a high at the moment, but uh, but slowly getting back to uh, normality. <laughs> that might not be for too long, particularly with the yeah, well, the, the, right. the, box, <laughs> the box draw for the rookie rebel this week. He loves it at Albion Park, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He seems to uh, enjoy it up there. He he gets plenty of room. It's a big roomy, spacey track, and he gets plenty of room to navigate. As you know, his, his box manners aren't great, so he gets plenty of room to balance up and, and get around. And uh, yeah, he does like it up there, but we like going up there. So uh, who wouldn't? It's a great place to go, Queensland, and we're always well looked after. Luke and his team up there always very accommodating, and and we can't thank them enough, enough for what they do for us. So yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, I could imagine, especially when he go, and every time he goes up there, he comes back a winner. So makes it even nicer, doesn't well, it? Well, that's that's a bonus. That really is a bonus. Yeah. And let's go back a month. He hasn't won a Group 1. Obviously, he's entered for the Paws of Thunder. He makes it through to the final. Draws box four, wins the final, goes up to Queensland, wins his heat, uh, and then comes out and wins another Group 1. And then for a bit of cherry, draws box one in the Rookie Rebel. Is this, this is it just a fairy tale that's that you're on this ride and you can't believe it? Yeah, pretty much so, Matt. I mean... When we first uh, bought the dog, we were just hoping that we'd have a dog that was competitive enough to win a few uh, a few races in town. But it's insane just to think what he's done in the last well, four weeks, I suppose. But even before that, he's always been a great dog. Um, 
two Group 1s and a Group 2 in the last three weeks. I mean, he's in rare form, seven straight against the lead company. He's certainly proven himself to be a top-class chaser. So, I mean, um, yeah, you've got to pinch yourself most of the time. But um, let's hope it continues. Fingers crossed, touch wood. He stays sound and he can keep going the way he's going. And I'm sure when the box draw came out for the rookie Rebel on Saturday night, you would have been hoping for an inside box, but to, to get box one, you must be utterly thrilled and very, very excited. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great draw for us. I mean, we've been to Melbourne a few times now and probably haven't been on the better side of the box draw down there. I mean, uh, we drew wide in the top gun. The Phoenix, we drew inside, but we brought ourselves undone there. But we haven't had much uh, luck with the box draws down in Melbourne. But... Look, it's great to draw box one, but he's certainly got to make sure he can utilise it. It's no good drawing box one and missing the kick and then getting behind the ball of him on the first turn. So, um, fingers crossed, he, he gets out and he can be in a in a good position round in the first bend, whether it be in front or on the fence just behind the leaders, and um, hopefully he can utilise the box, yeah. And you think the 600 is his ideal distance? I, I think so at the moment. I mean, that's Jack's uh, belief, I think, so uh, we don't argue with the boss. He knows what he's doing. He's certainly been proven right so far, and his 600-metre form since he's stepped up to it has been fantastic. I mean, the Golden Sands, and uh, I mean, he's three from three. Um, yeah, he's, he's that sort of dog. He's he's not blessed with a, um, early box speed, so he tends to rely on a bit of luck in the sprint races, and if he gets back, he can't beat Group 1 dogs giving him start. It's very, very tough, so uh, the 600 metres just gives him that little bit more uh, time to balance up, find a spot on the fence if he can, and um, and get home. He's a strong dog, so um, yeah, I think six hundred metres suits him. Yeah, he's a very, a strong dog. Is is quite the understatement to to be able to run home over the top of Wow, who was flying in the paws of thunder. Uh, a pretty pretty amazing performance, particularly for a dog that then can also step up to the six hundred. He's just in in the zone. I yeah, he, wouldn't. He, yeah, he is, Matt, yeah. but I mean, in saying that, I mean, he's still very, very competitive in the sprint races. I mean, to give a dog like, wow, two-length start and run him down, I mean, he's proven that he can mix it with the best sprinters in the land, and we're not afraid to, to take on the sprint races, and I'm hoping that Jack feels the same way somewhere down the track, but 600 metres seems to suit him just as well, so um, we'll just go with the flow and see where it takes us. Uh, at the moment, it's proven to be uh, uh, lucrative, so... Yeah, hopefully it continues. Yeah, absolutely. And if he if he keeps racing the way he is, I'm sure it will continue. Uh, as far as further on from, I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Further further past the rookie rebel, the the big country championship at Dubbo certainly would you would think would be on his agenda. Yeah, uh, Jack's keen on going to Dubbo for the um, for the 600 meter race. That's certainly on the agenda. Uh, on the agenda, sorry, and. Um, uh, that's on the uh, that's the plan, but uh, in between this week and then, I'm not too sure what's uh, what's on the menu. But um, that's where we're heading eventually uh, to uh, to Dubbo in March. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And then do you and then perhaps back to to Wentworth Park with the Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase. Just post that, provided he he's still going okay at, at that stage, I assume. Yeah, well, again, um, we don't... Well, Jack doesn't like to get too far ahead. We don't like to get too far ahead. But hopefully, if he's still in good form and he uh, he justifies going to the sprint races and, and the Easter egg and then hopefully the million-dollar chase, well, yeah, um, with the form that he's in, why wouldn't he? He'd be mad not to. So, um, 
as I said, fingers crossed, and uh, and hopefully it pans out that way. Yeah, well, the form he's in, he's he's going to be very hard to beat, particularly this Saturday night. Firstly, in the rookie rebel, and then whatever he contests going forward from that. I couldn't have thought there would have been too many greyhounds that have won three group ones, not only in the space of a month, but in the space of a month and winning them winning them in the three different Eastern Coast states. It's quite it would be quite an achievement, and I'm sure. He'll be there at the end on Saturday night. Good luck, Clay, and I'm sure he'll run well for you. Let's hope that's the case, mate. Thanks very much for having me, mate. Appreciate it. No problem. There we have Clay Mawson, the owner of Jungle Juice, who will be going for a rare Group 1 treble this Saturday night in the Rookie Rebel. We'll head for a small break. On the other side, we chat with Daryl Thomas. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tab's best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. The New South Wales Country Championship Qualifiers. Northern Rivers 2020. Plonkers still there as well with Dreaming of Biscay, an exclusive rocketing home down the outside. Plonker in front, though, at the 50. Starts to kick away. Plonker for the money. Plonker too good. 2021. Jack Spratt race to the front. Leads away. Coming through is Maslow. Absolutely flying is Bailey's. Bailey's run over the top. Bailey's has beaten Tara Jasmine. The Northern Rivers Country Championship Qualifier this Saturday. Bloodstockauction.com signature yielding sale saves you money and time while selling online. Yes, that's right, a dedicated yielding sale delivering better clearance rates and returns with almost 20,000 registered bidders. Bloodstockauction.com, the specialist in online thoroughbred auctions. The stars are out for the NBL. Oh my goodness! Catch every unmissable game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN with KO. NBA legend Delhi returns home. Plus, watch out for potential 2022 NBA draft picks Usman Diang and Kai Soto. Oh my, oh my. With seven-foot Chinese star Joe Chi and three-time MVP Bryce Cotton, sure to light up the court. Watch every game live on ESPN with KO. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Ready and racing, Zipping Cans about third away. Lee Allies rushing across at the moment, trying to push up, and they squeeze Zipping Cans as it dropped back to third as Mar Fernando went to second. They're five back to fourth, final of quality, followed by then by Good One. Well back in the field now was uh, Billy Creek along with Good One and Line of Quality, and it's a moment down the back. Lee Allied, the leader at the length in front of Smart Fernando, Zipping Cans trying to go between them again, again got cut out. Three lengths of Line of Quality running up behind them from Billy Creek as they turn. It's Lee Allied, Smart Fernando. Zipping Kansas getting through late now was line of quality. The in the outside, Lee Ally in front, line of quality flew. Oh, Jesus is close. Line of quality and Lee Ally, there's nothing in it. Zipping Kansas has run third from Smart Fernando. There we have the replay of line of quality who was able to get there in the last stride at Richmond uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're joined by his trainer now, Daryl Thomas. Good morning to you, Daryl. Good morning, Matt. How are you, bud? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Line of quality... Uh, heads to Melbourne this week for the Zoom top. How is he going leading into the big Group 1 final this week? Yeah, everything's coming together for him. Um, his work's been really good, so we just got to hope that the right dog turns up on the right night and we have a bit of luck. Yeah, on that, he must be a little bit frustrating for you, obviously. We know the quality that he does possess, but the, the frustrating thing is that 
he misses the start nearly every every time. And when you're coming up against these good dogs, it, it makes it tough, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's not little. It's not little. It's definitely a lot of frustration. Um, he's got a huge motor. He's just uh, changed his racing tactics to he gets out the back and works out if he can get a clear run. And if he doesn't get a clear run, he sort of just stays there until he gets one. It's, yeah, it's very frustrating. Now this Saturday night he's drawn box four, but I guess it probably touching on with the way that he jumps, it probably didn't really matter what he drew with his racing pattern. He'd get back anyway, and it's a case of needing some luck at the first corner, and and hopefully he gets a run through. Yeah, that's right. We're shutting our eyes at the first corner and hoping there's some type of screenage. I don't want anyone to get hurt or anything like that, but just some type of interference to let him get into the race. If he doesn't get that, well, we're just a passenger. Yeah, and I'm sure if he, as we, as we saw he, in his win at Richmond two starts ago, if he gets gets the right run and is within striking range off the back, he's got a he's got a phenomenal finish. And there's probably not too many in the in the country over the staying trip that can that can finish off like he does at the end of the 700. So I guess yeah, that's just all you're hoping for is a clear run throughout to hopefully show what he can do. Yeah, for sure. And we seem to have a little um, theory that he goes good first up on a new track, and um, so he hasn't been to the Meadows. We could have trolled him there, but we chose not to, so we're just trying all different types of things and hoping that uh, it will work in our favour this week. Is he is he a smart dog at home, do you think, that yeah, might? Yeah, that's his problem. He's just way too smart, and I've probably spoiled him too much. Um, he's my best mate sort of thing, and you, you sort of uh, you treat him too, not, not too well, that's probably not the right word again, but he just gets looked after that well, and he's just too clever. Yeah, sometimes that can be a, a, a hindrance rather than a, than a good thing, particularly with the greyhound if they know what they what they want to do and and it's not there, they they just won't do it. Yeah, well, this week it's a bit of a change. I'm actually sending him to Melbourne um, to another to another trainer, Ian Garland. Uh, so we've put him out of his comfort zone. It's something I've never done with him. He's he's always been with me or my, or my mother, sort of thing. When it comes to travel, so this is he's hopping on a plane and heading off there tomorrow, and it'll be interesting. I think a change up is what he needs. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, try and trick him into his best form. Well, yeah, he's definitely like we like we've touched on. He's definitely fast enough. He's got a huge motor, but he doesn't seem to use that motor very often. Yeah, well, I'm sure if he does use it, he'll be right in the race there on Saturday night. Fernando Hunter, he's he's just gone to another another level his last few starts, hasn't he? He's improving every start now. Yeah, look, he's always been a very fast animal. Um, we've just he's been sort of in and out with injury the whole his whole career and never been able to have any consistency and um but a lot of people are telling me saying asking me, Oh, what's the big change? It's really not a big change. Like I said, he's had very fast dog from day dot and it's just more that he's been able to have some consistent racing and been able to race week in, week out at the one place. And he seems to have taken to winning, which is good. Um, I believe he's a pretty good one-turn dog, which is why I kept majority of his career on that, trying to build his confidence because of so many injuries. And look, not major injuries, niggles. Um, but yeah, now he's, uh, he's still got to get his box manners right. And when he does race the better dogs, which he did see in the pause of Thunder, he can't give them a start. And I know he just got beat, but you still can't give them type of dogs start. Yeah, especially when they're churning out twenty nine fifty up front, it makes it tough, doesn't it? Oh, it's very tough. And he look, he seems to have. He's another dog that's very smart. He's, again, he's probably been around the kennel for 
so long and he's become very smart, but he's using his brains that went with Park. He's, he's looking for the inside run at the first corner. And, and then he surprised me the week before. He uh, he went between two dogs. I thought he'd just go around them or try and go inside them, but he just hit, hit uh, sort of right in the middle and pushed one of the dogs out the way, which is very encouraging. And he's really chasing really hard at the moment. Yeah, that's a, that's a big positive. And uh, on that win that he had at Wentworth Park two starts ago, I actually was having a chat to his owner, uh, Brenton Abdullah, uh, post-race, and I said I don't think even he would have taken that gap. He said, he, yeah, he, said think, he, he wouldn't have put himself in that position. I think the last time he was in that position, he fell, so um, <laughs> that's kept him out. But, um, no, nah, look, it's not really... I, I was standing on the corner, and he hit them dogs so hard, I actually heard him, heard him hit them, and... Um, yeah, I was, I was like crazy. Why are you doing that? Just go around, mate, or you know, whatever you got to do. But you don't have to put yourself in danger. But it's it's all about he's chasing really hard and he's not thinking about it, which is what you really want in sort of race. You want him to just to take the runs if they're there, and that's what he's doing. And let's hope hope that it keeps going. But he's probably now at a grade where he can't give that start away as much at the start. But hopefully his box manners uh, change with a bit of uh, a bit of encouragement with winning. Yeah, I'm sure. And he'll head to the Bulli Cup heats this Sunday? Yeah, he's heading there. We're going in cold. We haven't been able to um, have a trial there. Uh, but, look, he goes good first up. Everyone will take him. He's going good. I don't think that really is a problem. I think he's a really good one-turn dog. Box draw will be pr- pretty major for him. We'd need to draw inside, which you know, I suppose anyone needs the right boxes in these sort of races. But he definitely needs to draw inside and yeah, I've got no doubt you can match it with him, but it's just the box draw is the key. Yeah, and do you think, with him being so strong at the end of the, the 500 in his recent starts, any any chance of stepping him up a little bit further in trip, or you'll think you'll keep him to the sprint trips? Oh, look, I've just tossing and turning the ideas over, but um, I'll probably just keep him to the 500s. Like, you do have that 600-metre race coming up at Dubbo, and you know, there's so much money just just every week for the 600, $5,000 races. But we've got the Golden Easter Egg and the Million Dollar Chase and for a dog that's adapted so well to Wenny and, you know, races so well around that first corner, which I think is a massive advantage that he's looking for the inside all the time. Because, you know, there's lots of scrimmages at the first corner. So we've probably elected just to go to Bulleye and then just come back to Wenny and just stay there and try and get him back in good form at Wenny and... and have a crack at the million dollar chase and the the eggs. So we'll probably get the six hundred as a miss at the moment unless he goes out of form and then we'd probably step him up to try and get him back into winning some winning form to get some confidence if that ever happens. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some 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 dollars to be won there if like you said, he handles that first corner at Wentworth Park uh, very well. So um, I'm sure he'll he'll be a player in those big series coming up. Well, good luck this Saturday night, firstly and foremost with Line of Quality, and then the next couple of months with both him and also Fernando Hunter. And I believe you've got a, a couple of others that, that do go okay as well that, that the gun was telling me about. <laughs> the gun. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he's got a couple there. That, he's got a, a bitch that goes real good. She just she had a bit of a misdemeanor her last start and we just changed the rink up. Um, She's an extremely fast dog and very exciting. If we can just keep her head in the in the right direction, that's best on ground. And now there's a couple of young ones coming through that have won a few races. Mister Determined looks like he's a pretty smart dog, and 
uh, he seemed to hopefully go take him down to Wentworth Park and get him adapted to there. But uh, at the moment, it's all about Fernando Hunter and uh, the old dog uh, line of quality. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure they'll run well. Uh, firstly, in the the Zoom top with line of quality, and then Fernando Hunter in a Bulli Cup heat on Sunday. Good luck this weekend, Daryl, and and I hope that they both run really well for you. Cheers, Matt. Thanks very much. No problem. There we have Daryl Thomas, who prepares line of quality in the Group One Zoom top, and Fernando Hunter heading to a heat of the Bulli Cup. We'll head to a break. On the other side, Dave Richardson, who trains Bus Andy. What do stallions like I Am Invincible, Extreme Choice, Schwarzier and Brazen Bow have in common? They were all sourced at the Inglis Classic Yearling Sale. The 2022 Classic Catalogue is available now at inglis.com.au. Sale at Riverside, February 6 to 8. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your summer workwear and corporate gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD, NNT and Fashion Biz with the biggest range of shirts, shorts, work boots and safety gear. Does your business need a fresh look? We've got you covered with our custom branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. Catalogues available now for the 2022 Nutrien Equine Yearling Sales. Presenting Australia's best standard bred horses. With the Sydney sale set to take place on the 20th of February 2022 at Inglis Riverside Stables Warwick Farm. Featuring 110 quality yearlings. Don't miss your opportunity to be part of the Nutrien experience. Order your catalogue today. For more details, visit nutrienequine.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Away and racing, Kulberbski stepped nicely off the inside, showing good wheels was Barsini to cut down and go to the lead, pushing up in behind them, Explosive Venom, then came Kulberbski, back in behind them was Jabini, wider out of the track was Lee Ali, and last of all was Battling Mavis, down the back, Barsini cutting him along by two and a half to Explosive Venom, pushing back in behind those was Jabini, wider out of the track was bounced back on a forward march, Kulberbski's hit a flat spot, a break back in behind them, Lee Ali, and last of all, Battling Mavis, Bar Sandy defies them in the drive to the line, kick, kick, kicking Bar Sandy pulled out plenty, beat home Explosive Venom and then came Jabini, water out Cool Burbsky back in behind those was bounce back There we have Bar Sandy winning at the Gardens uh, on the, uh, a few nights ago, we're joined by trainer Dave Richardson, good morning to you Dave. How are we going today? Yeah, I'm not too bad 0.02 off the track record, Bar Sandy at the Gardens on Saturday night, running 34.20. Little bit of a surprise, or were you always expecting her to be able to run a really good race? No, oh, she got sick there a while back anyway. Um, she had a big jaw infection, and it's taken a long time to get her back. Um, like, she's run nearly track records on a few tracks. Like, Lismore, over the 500, she ran um, 29.40. Uh uh, she holds a track record of Grafton over the 660. So, like, she's always been able to run. You just go through a form and you can see that yourself. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's very, very fast. And obviously that would have been a pleasing result for you, knowing that the I assume that the Dubbo Country Championships race is going to be on her radar. So to be, to be back at, at that level, knowing that race is just around the corner, must be pleasing. Yeah, well, I rang uh, Charmaine yesterday to see her come out there and trial. 
anyway, she told me to ring Shane and um, uh, book a trial so I can go out there. So I'll probably go out there uh, middle of next week. Yeah, very good. And then the the plan is to obviously qualify her through the heats and, and then hopefully make it through to the the big $125,000 final there in a month's time. Yeah, well, I can go and stay out there with my favourite mother-in-law anyway because she lives out there. <laughs> right. even, even better. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, you're you're up on the the, the north coast. So to to ha- take her up to Queensland, I notice she does most of her racing up there at, at Albion Park rather than coming down here to Wentworth Park. Obviously, with these big races coming up around the corner, is is that something she's going to have to get used to as the long travels down here to Sydney? Well, tra- travelling doesn't worry her. I had her in at Wentworth Park and I think it was a hoot of the Sydney Cup and she led by about four or five lengths and dropped out and run fourth. Anyway, when I got her home, this infection and her jaw had reappeared. Anyway, if you have a look, she never raced for ages after that because of it. So I've had to bring her back and, like, as everyone knows, you can't turn around work dogs when they, uh, they've got infections because we'll go through the whole system. So you've got to start again. And that, and because of starting again, do you feel it's like I know she won second up over the six hundred uh, at the start of the year? But do you think it's just taking uh, taking her a little bit of time to to really get back to her best? And obviously, the way she went the other night suggests that she is back at her best. Yeah, well, uh, home run even tells me that because she ran twelve thirty, run home over six hundred meters. Well, most dogs run about over five hundred, run twelve twenty five all around there. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a good run home time, isn't it? Particularly up over over the dis- over the the distance rather than the five hundred. That's a a really good sign going forward. That's exactly right. And looking post the the Dubbo series, if you do come back to Wentworth Park over the Easter Egg Carnival, you would target the staying race over the, over that series. Yeah, yeah. See, like her five hundred meters is not her game because. She takes a fraction to hit the ground and go, whereas over yeah. the 600 and all of that, she can lead, see? Yeah. And that's her caper. Yeah, that's tough in those big races over the 500 if you if you can't be right up there, particularly early on in the race. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I just don't like my dogs getting knocked around, and if I know what they can do, I'll put them out where it suits them, see? Yeah, for sure. And then long-term, we've... Greyhound Racing New South Wales has announced the the seven fifteen at the Gardens uh, in June. I assume that's, with that's her being able to handle the Gardens, that's a, that's a long term goal. That's what we, what we are targeting her for in the long run. And that's what she will be going in. And 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 on that half a million dollars for a staying race, it's it, it's pretty crazy to to think the position Greyhound Racing in New South Wales was in only a number of years ago, and now to to of course have $2 million chases this year, but now a half a million dollar staying race. There's no better time, is there, to be training greyhounds in New South? Yeah, well, uh, we turned around, we moved from Newcastle five years ago up to Grafton and bought a property, and we've been breeding, breeding greyhounds. Anyway, um, the mother to bar Sandy, uh, we won a group three at Wentworth Park with her. She ran tick outside the track record at Maitland. Her brother, which we trained as well, he was a track record holder at Bulleye. And, like, it's just a good line. And it 
makes it makes it easier having a good line to to continue to get good dogs, doesn't it? That's right, exactly right. So, well, um, con- well, congratulations on her win Saturday night at the the Gardens, uh, where she almost broke the track record. Good luck for the middle distance race at Dubbo next month, and then long term, good luck with her over the next few months. And I'm sure if she continues the form that she showed on Saturday night, she she's going to be riding all those races between now and the, the 7.15 at the Gardens in, in a number of months' time. So good luck, Dave, and a pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. See ya. See ya, mate. There we have Dave Richardson, who trained Bar Sandy to win at the Gardens on Saturday night. And as we heard, she will be targeting plenty of big races over the next few months. That wraps up Going Greyhounds this morning. Good luck to all the New South Wales representatives in the big group ones at the Meadows this Saturday night and then, of course, the Bulleye Cup heats this Sunday. Take care, enjoy your week, and I hope you find plenty of winners. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Rather be on holiday? Plan one with Jetstar's overseas sale. On now with sale fares to places like Phuket and Honolulu. Book at jetstar.com, but hurry, sale ends Wednesday. Thornley, they're clearing a crash on Penners Hills Road at Bellevue Street. Barara, the M1 Pacific Motorway, left-hand lane closed southbound at Windy Banks. That's due to the earlier truck fire. And Camaray, work on Brook Street, lane one closed southbound as you make your way to the Warringah Freeway. Heading out for a bike ride with the kids? Keep off the roads and ride together safely on the footpath. Plan your bike ride at transportnsw.info. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio.